Hey there, Wolfpack fans. It's me again, Kenton Gibbs, bringing you another episode of Locked On Wolfpack. And I've got my main man, Grayson Boone, here as always. And we are going to give you a preview of the rematch of Wake Forest. Now, listen, we already broke out the brooms last weekend for UNC, but we have the opportunity to sweep Wake Forest and maybe get off that eight seed line. Who knows? Tons of craziness can go down. Does that work for you, Grayson? It works. A win tomorrow would also work. We're going to break it down. Absolutely. Well, let's get into it. We're going to get into all that and more on today's episode of Locked on Wolfpack. But before we go there, I've got to tell you that today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel. It is America's number one sports book for a reason. It's the official sports book of Locked on. Make every moment more. Visit FanDuel.com slash Locked on to get started today. So, folks, again, we're going to be talking all things NC State versus Wake Forest at home. Pack out the PNC like we always do. We need the energy. We need the love because it is going to be a very important game coming up tomorrow or actually today. So stay tuned for all that more on today's episode of Locked on Wolfpack. You are Locked on Wolfpack. Your daily podcast on the NC State Wolfpack. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. So, Grayson, I, I'm looking at this game, saying to myself, this is that NC State has to win. This is a game that NC State needs to come away with a win from. And with that being said, I don't – we just talked about this off air a little bit, but I think we both agree the recipe for winning this game cannot be identical to last game. You can't have a game where you're like, hey, get it to DJ Burns and let's let him figure it out. What say you? Absolutely. I think, you know, the last time we played Wake out in Winston-Salem, that turned into be, I think, one of the first DJ Burns games uh, that we've seen so far this year. He had 23 points in the second half absolutely just dominated the second half and ended up bringing home the win for us. And I was, I was making the point that I think we'd be extremely naive to think that Wake Forest is going to allow that to happen again. You know, Steve Forbes, after we beat them the first time, he, he was kind of disgruntled in the post-game interviews saying, you know, he had a bunch of people chirping him from the stands and people online saying, like, why didn't you double-team Burns? You just kind of allowed that to happen, blah, 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 blah. You got to think that's been kind of in the back of his mind for the second time that they're going to see us. Here we are. There's no way that they're just going to allow DJ to drop 30 on them again, at least willingly. I'm not saying yeah. they did it willingly last time, but you understand that he kind of took there, advantage. There will of be a more intentional effort defensively to focus exactly. on DJ. You're going to see a lot more double teams on DJ uh, Wednesday night. Absolutely. What we need to do is obviously counter prepare for that. Something I've mentioned before on here, when we played uh, up at UVA, they were ready for DJ. They double teamed him every single time he got the ball. And he was very uncomfortable when that happened. He forced a lot of turnovers. We weren't able to help him by cutting to the basket and creating the open or taking advantage of the open space left with the double team. That's something that we're going to have to do tomorrow night. In addition to obviously 
hitting the open shots against Wake Forest because they still struggle defending the perimeter. So there's going to be a lot of focus on DJ. Obviously, we need to make sure that we're not getting too comfortable and just handing the ball off to him because I can I do do I think he can win the game for us again? Yes. However, that's it's not going to play out the same. I just I don't think there's any way that we can just be like, "Okay, DJ, you did it last time. Here it goes again." I I I'd be very hard pressed to believe that that's how it's going to shake out this time. So we need to be ready for that. You know, I talk about the fact that I'm a technical recruiter all the time. And right now I'm, I'm between contracts. And so I've been playing a lot of video games lately. I've been playing is always like bigs and all that. And when you start dominating your bigs, what happens? It collapses. The team start to collapse in the paint and all that good stuff. And you got to kick it out and guys got to knock down those shots. I'm looking at our backcourt this game saying, not just be high scoring, not just that, be efficient. Be efficient in this game. I think that that efficiency will be one of the keys to this game in terms of what this team, uh, whether or not we come away with a sweep of Wake Forest on the season. It is the efficiency of our backcourt that I think is going to be vitally important, paired with, paired with now, our ability to force turnovers out of, out of Wake Forest because they've had problems with that at times this season. And on top of that, the reality is if you let Appleby, Monsanto, and Hildreth get a ton of possessions, they're you're going to there one of them is going to get hot. One of them is going to get hot at minimum. You could see two to three of them uh get hot. And and at that point in time, Miss Katie Diz at the doorstep, you're in for at best a dog fight. So I think applying pressure making their guards make bad decisions, which we've seen that they they will do if you pressure them enough. I think that that's the key here. And I think that, you know, again, when they double DJ Burns in the in the post, which will un- inevitably happen, our guards have to knock down their shots. Casey Morsell, Terquavian Smith, Jarkel Joyner, there has to be the shots knocked down. And also maybe a timely cut or two from Gant and uh, DJ Clark. On the, or I'm sorry, it's not DJ Clark. What's Clark's name? Jack Clark. Jack Clark. There we go. DJ Burns on the brain. Wow. Anyway, um, some some timely cuts from them to kind of help out that spacing, I think is is a major key to winning this game. What do you look at as the key pieces to winning this game for NC State? Yeah, you just mentioned three-point shooting. I think for both teams, that's a humongous key uh, coming into this one. You know, last time we went into Wake, they, you know, they're known for their offense kind of being driven by the three-point basket. Since we've seen them last, it is still that. They are leading the ACC and made three-point buckets. I think they're averaging just a little bit over nine per game. That's pretty, pretty freaking good, okay? But something I want to point out, NC State allows the fewest three-point buckets in the ACC. We only allow, I think, just north of like five and a half per game. So right. that's going to be kind of a... Uh, unstoppable force against an immovable object type deal. It's going to be whoever bends slash breaks the most. Now, the last time we faced Wake, I think they only hit 33% of their threes, most of which felt like we're in the first half. Uh, you know, kind of kind of a parallel to what we just saw in the UNC game where we seemed to play into their hands in the first half. I thought we did that against Wake the first time as well. We, you know, we didn't defend them well when they got out to the perimeter. They got the shots they were looking for. And then they hit them when they got them. 
We can't allow that to happen. Okay. We need to make sure we're solidifying the the perimeter. And then of course you got to shoring up on the back end as well. You know, DJ is going to have to control the paint along with EB when he gets the minutes, Ernest Ross, when he gets the minutes and whether it's Jack Clark and, or Greg Gant need to make sure that we are being as solid as we can at all points. And, you know, defensively, duh, like, of course, it would be solid on defense, but wake, they're going to look to shoot the three. If we take that away, they're going to have to figure out something else inside. They have some talented big men in car and the other one is slipping my mind, but they can get it done inside as well. I believe believe mayor is the name of their other big, I I could be wrong there, but I might be, I mean, He's big dude. He's close to seven foot. Uh, yep. I, again, I don't remember his first name, but he, he had some buckets against us as well. Yeah. If they're going to have to rely on those two guys, we're going to have to counterfight that as well. So again, I do think the three point bucket is going to be the most important thing here. And like you mentioned as well, this is a game where we're going to look at Jarquavion. We're going to look at Jarkel quick salute, quick salute to Jarkel. Co-ACC Player of the Week, outstanding. He had a triple-double against Syracuse, 29 against UNC. Absolutely earned that. He's mm. going to have to follow it up with another great performance. It's going gotcha. to be Jarkel. It's going to be Traquavion. We're going to need some buckets from Casey Morsell as well. We're going to have gotcha. to shoot well. And if we don't, we could find ourselves in the slower boat in a boat race. And and I, I was I was incorrect on Mayor. It's Matt Marsh, 7-1-250. That's right. Matt Marsh, big fella, 250. Now – Here's my biggest thing about this game, right? I think, again, at this point in time in the season, I think it's safe to say, I feel like I'm, I I feel good about saying, unless there's some craziness and we lose out, I feel safe about saying that we're in the tournament. But with that being said, this is still a game that you kind of have to win based on a few things that we'll get to in just a second here. But before we talk about that, I've got to let you all in on FanDuel. Trust me, folks, it's that time of the year. The midway point of the NBA season is here now. Teams are going to start picking it up. And after the All-Star break is the best time, the perfect time, to download FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. Because new customers get a no-sweat first bet of up to $1,000. That's bonus bets back. If your first bet doesn't win, just download the FanDuel Sportsbook app. It's safe, secure, and super easy to use. Then you can bet on everything from money line to point scores to threes drain. You name it, you can bet on it on FanDuel. Plus, FanDuel lets you combine your bets for a chance at a bigger payout with the same game parlay. So don't miss out on the chance to get your no-sweat first bet of up to $1,000 in bonus bets when you go to FanDuel.com slash locked on. That's FanDuel.com slash locked on to learn more. Make every moment more with FanDuel, an official sports betting partner, of the NBA. Now, here's the thing. Here's why I say that this is a a very important game for the pack, whether people want to see it as that or not. One of the things that I think is absolutely ridiculous that's happening right now is everybody's talking about how bad the ACC is. Do you know why they're talking about how bad the ACC is? Uh, I can think of a very light blue colored reason. Well, that that is part of it, but there's actually a bigger reason. The net ratings, the net rankings, for oh, whatever reason. Give me a break with the net ratings. And that's what I, you know, and this is why, this is why me and Grayson, Ebony and Ivory coming together to make perfect harmony because this is, you get me, you get me. The net ratings have us as the seventh best conference in the country. 
Of course, there's only a power six. We're the worst of all power six conferences, yet somehow a power six that's rated above us, the Pac-12, only has two teams that are likely to make the tournament. Meanwhile, we have five. Uh, again, this is according to the net uh, rankings predictions of who's going to make the tournament and who's not at this point. So we have two more team, two times as many teams, over two times as many, two and a half times as many teams that are going to make the tournament than the Pac-12. But somehow, and again, this is why I say the outliers of Louisville being just god-awful, like 300-something, is hurting us. The fact that Clemson is somehow 81st in net ranking is like really befuddling and, and the bad thing. But with that being said, you don't want to play around and mess around because I've said it before on this show. I'll say it again. If you wear the red and white of NC State, if you got something to do with this here pack, if you got something to do with that block S, my brothers, sisters, friends in Christ, I'm trying to tell you, if you give the NCAA the opportunity to, to put you in a bad situation, they will do so. So winning this game goes a very long way in saying, hey, Say what you want about the conference. We won the games that we were supposed to win. Period. Yeah, I think uh, I think we've had a couple of these this year. This game is both a must win and a can't lose. I say that because Wake Forest is a team that's pushing to give the ACC six teams in the tournament. Mm-hmm. They've won three out of their last four, and they are desperately trying to make up any ground they can uh, with the team with a team like a Clemson kind of starting to fall apart here coming down the stretch. Duke has had their struggles. Wake Forest is seventh in the conference, so they're not very far behind us. We're sitting at the five spot right now. Wake Forest, you know, it it feels almost a lot like the UNC game where a a team is coming into PNC and they are desperately looking for a win here. And not, not just that, Wake Forest's resume is not that fantastic. Put NC State in the way column on resume. That a looks win. very good for them. Not to mention that a row Not to mention that I let me. I'm going to pull up the rest of their schedule here. They play us on Wednesday. Then they play Notre Dame. That's a win. Boston College. That should be a win. And then at Syracuse. That maybe maybe that's a coin flip. But I think they pull that out as well. Okay. I but win I don't, against I don't us. Think that any of those. I don't think that any of those wins improve their. Uh, improve their chance to make the tournament significantly. I, I just don't. I don't think any other than just pure them. pure amount of wins. I don't think it helps yeah. their resume at all, but they're looking to themselves a shot. This game on Wednesday against state is a humongous, probably the biggest opportunity left in the tournament. They don't know who, who anyone's going to play yet in the ACC tournament, but this is their last kind of big chance in the regular season. We need to make sure we ain't giving it to them. Because, like you said, are, are we a lock for the tra- as it stands right now? Yes, I probably think so. But the hay is not in the barn, as you like to say. You know, it's we still good. got a couple games left. We can't be messing with our food here. We need to take care of business. We need to win the game tomorrow. There's storylines I want to talk about, uh, you know, this, this game on Wednesday as well. But just purely basketball, this has to be a win for NC State. We can't afford, like you said, you can't afford to give away games that you should be winning because if you if you flirt with that bubble line, just not even think about it. Just take care of yeah. business, get into the tournament, and we'll handle business from there on out. But this is a very important game for, for Wake. 
And because of that, I think it's an increasingly important game for State. Now, now wait a minute. Now, what what other storylines do you got going on that I don't know about? Let, let me do some journalism Just, in okay, here. What's so, the, what? Not so much basketball, but kind of uh, kind of the festivity. So we're we are honoring the 1983 national championship in PNC evening. All mm. members of the team will be in attendance. I think this is very cool to have them all in one place. Haven't really had a whole lot of through the years, but very cool opportunity anniversary of them winning the championship against Houston. Um, I want to make make note, Sidney Lowe will be in attendance. I kind of have fed for Sidney Lowe. He's been kind of excommunicated from the program after coaching tenure kind of went up in flames. He will be back in attendance. I sincerely hope we make him feel welcome after uh, what we saw in Chapel Hill a couple weeks ago with a certain assistant coach for Pitt. Um, mm-hmm. Sidney Lowe deserves our love. He is one of us, always has been, and he should be treated as such when he comes back into PNC tomorrow night. Uh, we're going to be wearing the throwback uniforms that we had in Reynolds earlier this year, so we will have it on. Those things are absolute flames. Uh, so again. Don't you can't have a, a championship team coming back to be honored. You can't have the throwbacks on and lose. You just can't do it. It's a bad look for everyone involved. So it's it's a big night in PNC. I, I love that we're consistently having big night PNC. You know, I, yeah. I've talked at nauseum at, at the the season we endured last and what a delightful season we're having is this year. Just each game is bigger and bigger and bigger, and I'm over the moon still talking about we're in the race. We have 21 wins. We're fifth in the conference. And in just a second, I want to talk about how we think the rest of the ACC will shake out. We have a very decent shot at sneaking into the top four here with Clemson getting knocked off the other night by Louisville. So there's there's a lot to play for still in the regular season for us, let alone Wake. It's a big night for both teams. And simply put, state has to have it. I'm going to say something about Sidney Lowe here, and I want to I want to make this very clear. Was he a success as a coach? Objectively, no. Right? Didn't do a very good job. Sure. Some would say set the program back a little bit. Sure. Argue that. Sure. How many national championships do we have across our big three sports in terms of uh, men's basketball? or even if we throw women's basketball in there as well, men's basketball, women's basketball, football, baseball, how many national championships do we have in total? Oh, two. I want to say say two. Recently. No, all time, just two. Two. And he was a part of one of them. That's right. I want to hear no, whatever the boys in Bay Blue got going on with the cables, they ain't got nothing to do with us. They ain't got nothing to do with us. We show ours love, okay? I don't think – I was part of Doris' first ever recruiting class. We were nothing when I got here. Got our brains beat in. I got in the shower at kickoff of my true freshman year when Florida State had Jameis and company and they they went on to win the national championship. I got in the shower at kickoff because I knew that this wasn't going to go well. By the time I got out the shower, it was 35 zip. Y'all don't treat none of us. Y'all don't treat any of us as if we're we shouldn't be here. We were clamoring for Pete Thomas to come back and be our quarterback coach when he was available and we needed a quarterback coach. So I don't want anybody because Pete Thomas was the quarterback. I was there. 
saw it in person. Nothing special came out of that team. Nothing. And so we will treat our national champions with nothing but, or at least we should treat our national champions with nothing but the love and respect that they deserve. I mean, for Christ's sake, we're, we're printing out t-shirts saying feeling like 83. There's a reason. Sydney was part of that reason. That's so right. let's show them some love. Something, something that should never be lost is that's not just Sydney Lowe. That's national champion Sydney Lowe. You can't ever take that away from him. There you go. There you go. And and now moving past that to the the current day, um, like you said, this is a, a can't lose game to in in many regards. And again, this is a team that I wouldn't say the Wake Forest is a inferior opponent. Like you you can't have them be in the game with you. But we're the better team. We're, we we need think- to. I think Wake is a better team than their record would tell you. Yeah, you know, I think sure. we saw that the first time we played them. They played them extremely close. For sure. Um, so, listen, they're they're no slouch. They're not going to come in and just be like, yeah, you know what? At this point in the year, you guys are the better team. Whatever. They're going to give us everything they got. So, exactly. I hope we're ready for it. Again, like you said, this is their last chance in the regular season to get a big win. So they're going to play this game like it's their Super Bowl. Absolutely, That's the reality. But have I not talked about this before? That this is where we want to be. We want to be in a position where we're going from big game to big game to big game to big game. I, to me, the worst thing, the worst thing that we could possibly be is a team that the only games that matter is when the boys in baby blue come to town or we go to visit them and we we go to Cameron or the boys in the dark blue come visit us in terms of do. That if, if that's who we want to be as a program, I don't want anything to do with that, but that's not where we are. We're at a point where, again, we're looking up and we're looking around saying all of these games, we need to win. We need to win these games because either we are better than the opponent or, or to me, the only game in recent memory where I was like, we can live with this loss is UVA and they're a top 10 team in the country. So like that's even that you want to be at a point where you're like, eh, we don't really accept that one either, but, for now, for what we came from last year, for how apathetic everyone was towards this team, include myself. I'm not saying everyone is in y'all. No, no, everyone is in us. I'm in the circle with y'all. was like, hey, it is what it is, man. This isn't fun to watch. This is not nice. This is not enjoyable. The only thing that I do enjoy from this team is Terquavian Smith. Like, the look at where we are now. So this is where we want to be as a program And we're going to land this thing with some predictions right after a quick word from our sponsors. And we're back. So, Grayson, talk to me. What do you think? Who do you think wins this game? And what do you think is the final score? I think think we come out with the win uh, for all the reasons previously listed. It's a celebration of our previous national championship from 1983. 40th anniversary. We're going to have the throwback uniforms on. Increasingly important game for us if we're trying to get into a top four seed in the ACC, which is very doable, uh, like I just mentioned, because Clemson had a stumble against Louisville. Um, and the top four seeds get the double buy, right? The double buy. And we are knocking on the door of that. We're only a half game now behind Clemson. And we still got to play Clemson this coming Saturday. So getting down to it. We got Wake on Wednesday. I think we get the job done. It's going to be a high-scoring game. Uh, you know, like I mentioned, Wake struggles defending the three. I think we have to get our open shots. And 
some so, the guy I've been frustrated with lately, and I keep mentioning on here, Terquavion Smith. I need him to be Terquavion Smith. The Terquavion Smith we've seen in the past two, three weeks outside of the Florida State game, not going to get it done. I need I. It's a tall ask to have Florida State game, baby T. But I need as close to that as we can possibly get. It's going to take a lot of hitting the open shots. Baby T, Jarkel, Casey Morsell. Pat gets it done. 88. I'll go 88-78. We win by 10. I think that this game is going to be much closer than that. And I don't think that we'll quite get the score and figure it out. Because I think we're going to try to give the ball to DJ and let him get out and everybody get out the way thing at first. Wake's going to double it hard. We're going to miss some shots early. But we're also going to play good defense because Wake loves to shoot the three. We love stopping teams from shooting the three. With that being said, I think we still come away with a win, 75-70. So we're both picking the pack. Grayson's a little bit more high score, a little bit bigger of a gap. But we'll see how this game turns out. Again, pack out the PNC. Get that thing rocking. Get that thing. Listen, this team doesn't play in Reynolds anymore. You know, hey, it is what it is. But we can still bring that atmosphere, bring that that noise, bring that loudness, bring that passion, bring that fire that comes with Wolfpack Nation to the PNC. Y'all heard how electric it was yeah. against uh, the boys in baby blue. Y'all heard it. Yeah, something I want to piggyback on just from the other episode. I talked the other day. There's no reason outside. I get it. It's a late tip off. It's 9 p.m. People have jobs, families, blah, 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 blah. There's... Basically, no reason it shouldn't be an absolute zoo in PNC tomorrow night. Very important mm-hmm. game. We just saw the kind of crowd that we can produce when people show up. It needs to be that against Wake Forest. Absolutely. And, folks, there are still some tickets available, I believe, uh, for this game. So make sure that, hey, if you ain't got your tickets already, they're available. They're right there for you. Go ahead and get them. Go ahead and get them because this is a – Again, the opportunity is there for this team to do something special. The opportunity is there to do things that we have not seen in quite some time in Raleigh. And so with that being said, I'm just saying you can look up. I mean, I'm looking right now and you can get tickets basically right behind the bench, more or less, for about 70 bucks a a pop, right behind the bench in a game like this. I'm just saying, Wolfpack Nation, this is the time. This is the time. This is the team. Again, Coach Keats even admitted, I'm never upset with the fans for not showing up because we didn't give them a reason. And we're winning. And we knew if we won, they'd come. They're winning now. So let's fill it up. Let's make sure that Wake Forest is real uncomfortable and we're real unhospitable and that we're real rowdy behind our boys in this game because they're they're going to do their thing. Let's give them the energy and love that they deserve while they're doing it. Thank y'all so very much for coming out, Wolfpack Nation. We appreciate you every single time y'all make this show what it is. Peace and love, y'all, and as always, go Pack. Go Pack. You are Locked On Wolfpack, your daily podcast on the NC State Wolfpack, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. 
March Madness is right around the corner. If you want to win your office pool, you need to stay caught up with all the college basketball action with the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Every Monday, Andy Patton and Isaac Shade recap the biggest stories in college basketball, keep you up to date on the NCAA tournament bubble, and get you ready for the upcoming week of games. From the Big East to the Mountain West and everywhere in between, Andy and Isaac have college hoops covered on the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day.